So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to the firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they'd hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. My name's Peter Scott. I serve here as a senior pastor and I love Christmas. It is so, so good to be here celebrating with all of you. In fact, this year, isn't it precious to actually be together celebrating? Now, you probably know the Christmas story. You've heard it a few times, I bet, and so have I. And so this morning, I want to invite you into something maybe that's a little bit different. Um, I want to invite you to step into the sandals of the shepherds. Stepping into the sandals of the shepherds. Now, kids, great to have you with us this morning. I need a little bit of your help, and, and feel free to just yell out the, your, your thought here, your answer. Can you help me? What animal, what animal do shepherds look after? Sheep. Sheep, excellent. All right, now, I've got another question for you, though. Why did the shepherd lose his job? Because he was too sheepish around the animals. Thank you. That's very good. I'm here for some of the morning. Awesome. Uh, no, don't worry. Uh, that's the end of my dad jokes. I want us to step into the sandals of the shepherds because I reckon we are more like the shepherds than any of the other characters. So let's think about the other characters in the story. Let's see. There are, there are kings. Uh, there are traveling wise people. Angels. Anyone? No, I thought there might be some, ha thought there might be some more hands. Uh, or parents who've been visited by angels to tell them what their children should be named. No, how about we go with shepherds? I, I reckon the shepherds are the ordinary people, like us. They're the normal people. They're just living their lives. And so these shepherds, are. the Bible tells us that the shepherds are out in the field keeping watch over their flocks on this night, just doing their job. Probably some of them are asleep. Few of them are, are up, sort of sleepy-eyed, looking around, keeping watch. And maybe just thinking through the normal things that we think through. Family, um, you know, the, the, uh, 
what happened in work today, there was a wolf, I wonder where the wolf is, maybe I need to be a bit more, less bleary-eyed, or, or maybe sort of bigger picture stuff around, you know, those Romans who are around at the moment, they're always, those soldiers, they're really annoying, they sort of oppress us, oh, I don't really like the Romans, just normal stuff that people were thinking, but suddenly, suddenly there's an event, an event that terrifies them. Now, it's an event that is out of their control. It's sudden and unexpected. It's scary. The Bible tells us that the angel of the Lord appeared before them and they were terrified. But if we think about an event that comes along that's unexpected, that's out of our control, that seems to have huge significance and maybe we're anxious about it, does that ring any bells? Anyone live through 2020? So here are the shepherds faced with this situation and they get a message. The angel of the Lord says to them, fear not, for I bring great news. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And the message translation of the Bible says that the angel proclaimed a great and joyful event meant for everybody worldwide. The message was joy to the world, to this small, frightened group of ordinary people like us. Joy to the world. And why? Why joy? Well, the angel goes on and says, because to you, this day, is born a saviour, and his name is Jesus. Back into the shepherd's shoes. A saviour? Oh, that sounds good. Saviour, that, that sounds very promising. To save us from... <laughs> very, very good. But those shepherds at that point, they might have been thinking something different. So if we were really Jewish shepherds 2,000 years ago, we were probably thinking around the idea of, well, we know this cultural tradition that maybe one day a Messiah would come, a saviour. And that saviour would restore us us Jewish people, back to our, our rightful place. Probably, in our minds as shepherds, it would mean getting rid of the Roman oppressors. And what comes with that, of course, is greater status, uh, probably better wages, and all sorts of better circumstances in our lives. That's what a saviour is going to do for us. That would probably be our expectation when somebody says a saviour is coming. So, ordinary people like us, going about our normal daily lives, we arrive at this unexpected, out-of-our-control, scary event, and we're told, joy to the world, because this Saviour's been born. And the fascinating, hopeful, but strange thing the angel says next is, and here's a sign. The sign will be a baby in a manger. Now, I say hopeful because the sign was there. The Bible tells us the shepherds went off and they found the baby. And then again, if I read from the message translation, it says the shepherds returned. So they went back to the field and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they'd heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. So the hopeful thing is they'd been given this amazing message and then it was said to them, there's a sign 
that this is true and they'd found the sign and it was true. A personal experience, especially for us shepherds, that this message is true. Well, that's hopeful, but I also think it's a really strange sign. Now, let's think about this. If, if we are expecting this saviour who is going to overthrow a current government, who's going to change our lives materially, but the sign is a baby? And not just a baby, but th this baby obviously can't do anything yet, but this baby's been born to poor parents or outcasts or, or maybe both. I mean, it's in a cattle trough. What a strange sign. And yet, and yet with virtually no understanding of who Jesus really was, with no ability to really connect this sign with what would come, the shepherds have this amazing hope because they encounter Jesus. God become person. And I think right there is the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas for us today, in the midst of circumstances that were out of control, unexpected, scary, globally significant, there's a message given by God. God chose that moment to step into the lives of shepherds and say, fear not, I bring you good news of great joy, and he is called Jesus. And with the message came a sign, something personal that the shepherds experienced. So I want to say this morning that we might not quickly see how a baby 2,000 years ago could impact us today. But the experience of the ordinary folk, the shepherds, would say that just encountering this baby Jesus, just encountering the Saviour, brought them great joy and changed their lives. Jesus is joy for the world. And so at Christmas, we celebrate with the shepherds. We celebrate that he has come. We celebrate that he is the promised saviour, that he is the sign, but also that he grew up to do so much more. And that the joy we can receive is just from meeting and encountering Jesus. We don't have to understand fully who he is. But when we do, that joy grows and grows as does our hope in understanding of what it really means to have a saviour. So this morning, whether you're someone who already knows and has met Jesus or someone who's never properly met him, whether you're someone who understands deeply the joy that he brings have been carrying that through this year or someone who's skeptical about this outcast baby 2,000 years ago and that that baby could have any impact on your life I want to invite you to pray pray with me this morning about the truth or the possibility of the truth that Jesus himself is joy for the world would you pray with me this morning Heavenly Father thank you for sending your son, Jesus, that we might have joy in him. Thank you for the hope we have in this baby born, even as we don't fully understand him 
and what he did. Thank you that the joy of Christmas grows and grows as we learn more about Jesus and encounter him personally. And Father, in this year of 2020, when we have faced unexpected, out of control, globally significant events, thank you for your message to us. Fear not, for there is good news that brings great joy to all the world. A saviour has been born and his name is Jesus. This Christmas may we, with the shepherds, go glorifying and praising you, Heavenly Father. Amen. So as we talk about joy and hope, we want to invite you to spend a moment. Grab your joy drop and just jot down on your joy drop something or someone who's given you hope or joy this year. Or, and something that will give you joy and hope as you look forward into 2021. So we encourage you, invite you to just reflect and jot down and then give it to somebody in your family group. So we're going to try and be COVID friendly and we're going to invite just one person from the family to collect up the joy drops, follow the arrows and come and pin the joy drop on one of the trees so that together collectively we can see the hope and joy that is in and amongst our community this year. And we're going to do that while the team plays us a song. They're going to play us and we'll be able to enjoy and listen to a Christmas hallelujah. May God bless you. Merry Christmas. Oh, mm-hmm.
for